welcome back. back. <laughs> hey, Leah, how have you been sleeping this week? Oh, honestly, I've just been falling into old habits. Um, Again. <laughs> yeah. I do this. It's like a cycle. I do this every so often. Right now, I'm living alone, so it makes it way too easy for me to just casually stay up after midnight, which used to be my norm. And I used to just stay up late and then let myself sleep in, but now I'm like, conscious of that, so I'm making myself wake up, so I'm just losing hours of sleep <laughs> every day. And I've been neglecting my bright light because I left it downstairs, and I've by the time I get up to my dark, cold cave, I don't want to go back downstairs. So, I get it. Just bad habits. Time to change. It. I know, I know. <laughs> I, it's because I've been off this week, so I'm just letting myself slide. I'll get back on track. What about you? How are you doing in your uh, little sweatshop of a home base? <laughs> well, I'm sure enough. We, everyone's heard enough of my uh, bedtime routine by now. So, <laughs> it is about four million degrees in our bedroom. <laughs> yeah. I would say on average. Um, but we got an air conditioner, and it's so awesome. And as soon as we had it set up, I, like, turned it down to 60 degrees, which is about 15 Celsius, I think. Oh, yeah. Made it, you know, the bottom. Icicles. Yeah, like the, the Dripping out of your nose. nose. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's very important for your bedroom to be cool so your body can cool so you can get deep sleep. And um, because prior to that, um, I was sweating every night and now I go to bed with the air conditioning on but Mitch turns it off halfway through the night and then I wake up in the morning and I'm just like a sweating sack of skin like I have no water left in my body (laughs) can picture that um but uh, you know I I found there is a remote for the AC unit and when I wake up I just click it back on I don't care if he gets too cold the AC battles yeah it's hot right now we're in the middle of a heat wave However, a side effect of getting this AC unit is my dog Howie is terrified of it and he's no longer sleeping in our bedroom with us. And sometimes I can even hear him like pacing outside the bedroom, (laughs) contemplating the risk of coming in and risking the terrifying AC unit. But it's kind of kind of nice to to have a little extra room in the bed. Well, if you don't know Howie, which a lot of people do because he's basically famous. He, you've seen him on our Instagram, I'm sure. He's a little red fox. He is special. He has a lot of quirks. Very special. He's very cat-like. Um, he's also Velcro, attached to Marley, obsessed with her. So the idea of him not being in bed with her, I'm sure, is very upsetting for him. So that AC unit must be terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it's basically his nemesis right now. He's afraid of everything. He is afraid of his own shadow, basically. Anything that moves or makes noise, terrified. And a lot of just really... Um, illogical things. Oh, like yeah. Things like that, the floor. Yeah. He's, he's scared of the floor. The floor is lava to Howie. <laughs> <laughs> he's scared of any... Because he can slip. He's he's just special. He's just very special. But anyways, actually, we thought that pets would be a great conversation for us to have since there is lots of people who do sleep with their pets. There's actually a survey that I found, although it's American, that found about half of dogs in America are sleeping with their owners. So that's pretty significant. Um, and I think like 62% of cats... And then another, th- we're sleeping with adults, I should say. And then the other, another 13% on top of that, we're sleeping with kids. Oh. So despite the fact that cats are pretty nocturnal, they're still sleeping with us. Yeah, they can. I mean, for me, I don't have a dog right now. I had a dog for 12 years. I grew up with dogs, but I had a dog, Oakley, who was a golden retriever, and he was the sweetest boy. He was the best. He used to sleep with me also pretty much every famous. night. Yeah. <laughs> He, he used to sleep with me every night, and it was definitely disruptive. And he wasn't a 23-pound dog like Howie. <laughs> no. Yeah, Howie's 23 pounds. Oakley was 90, well, 80 to 90 pounds. He was large. 
I will eventually get another dog, but unfortunately, my girlfriend is not a dog person. Um, so we've had to have this conversation. She tolerates dogs. She so doesn't want to sleep next to one. Right. <laughs> so pretty much it's a guarantee that the dog isn't going to be in our bed. Although I like to think that she's going to fall Warm in love with the dog. That? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. That's to be that's to be decided. Puppy eyes always melt someone's heart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but dogs and cats are definitely in our beds more. And I think most of the research right now is about dogs, sometimes about cats. But I mean, I don't know about you snake and ferret people out there. I'm pretty sure people aren't sleeping with their snakes, <laughs> ferrets, rats. I don't know. I don't know, Leah. Don't underestimate people. That's true. It's true. <laughs> but most of the research, like I said, is about dogs. So that's pretty much what we're going to be focused on today. So very basically, there are no hard and fast rules to should I sleep with my pet in the bed or not. Um, it's mostly common sense and the recommendations are all based in common sense as well. But unfortunately, uh, not uh, everybody has common <laughs> not sense. Not that common. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there is some very limited research as well that we'll talk about. It's kind of cute. But first, there's really two issues we're looking at here. So pets in the bed and pets in the bedroom. So those are kind of different, but the recommendations basically are for both and they can be applied to both. So if your pet sleeps in your bed or your bedroom and it, he or she doesn't disrupt your sleep and you're not having any trouble falling asleep, staying asleep or waking up feeling refreshed, then just carry on. Yeah, <laughs> let's, not a problem. Let Spike snuggle up. There's no issues. And if your pet's disruptive, then it's time to start considering maybe getting Spike out of the bedroom. Right. And obviously, you know, things to consider would be like the size of your pet. If you have a Great Dane, like one of my best friends has, it's like well over 100 pounds and you sleep in like a double or queen bed. That's, that's probably a person in the bed. <laughs> probably not a great choice. But size of the dog, you know, age, puppies, not a great thing to sleep with. They're up lots to go pee. Same as senior dogs. They're up lots to go pee. They may have health issues. There's also a lot of dogs that snore. Right. So the... it's not just your partner that's snoring in bed with you. It can be your dog. We have obstructive sleep apnea. Yeah. So <laughs> All those bulldog people. Right. Yeah, exactly. Shout out to the bulldog people. My dad actually has a bulldog, so and she snores. And allergies, of course. If you have allergies, that's gonna aggravate right. you know, dander. Come in on pets and it yeah. can cause you to be congested, and we always say decongest for better rest <laughs> that's right that's right but i mean obviously this is a sleep therapy perspective not like a vet or a dog trainer perspective of course and i'm sure lots of dog trainers would say absolutely no dogs in your bed they should sleep in a crate or whatever but this is just a human sleep perspective yeah exactly so if it's not causing you or your pets problems then go for it go for it right and for a lot of people, having their pet in their bedroom is comforting and it reduces anxiety and stress, which can often rear its ugly head at bedtime for a lot of people. And pets reduce feelings of loneliness. So even having a pet in the bedroom if it, or bed, if it's not disruptive or you're not finding it disruptive, it can actually be beneficial. Right. For some people, it would be. I mean... Really? Has anyone ever asked their dog if they want to be in bed with them? <laughs> yeah, maybe your dog doesn't want to sleep with you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mentioned my dad's dog, the bulldog, Charlie, and she's always looking for any excuse to get out of bed with dad, much to his dismay. <laughs> I don't know if it's because he snores 
but it seems like whenever and he will tell you whenever he pours a drink before he goes to bed charlie just glares at him and i'm sure it's because his snoring is worse when he has a drink yeah (laughs) and so if there's anyone else in the house that she could possibly sleep with she's hightailing it out of there that's hilarious yeah (laughs) but anyway so charlie's a smart little bulldog so the, the research that was done um, was actually done at the Mayo Clinic on um, 40 dogs and their owners for one week, which is pretty limited, but they concluded that humans and dogs sleeping in the same room um, both had normal sleep efficiencies. So, Well, sleep efficiency, Marley's dropping the sleep therapy terms here. Basically, sleep efficiency just means the amount of time that you're spending in, be- in bed Versus the amount of time you're actually sleeping when you're in bed. Right. The percentage, I right. guess. So they were, you know, spending an appropriate amount of time in bed asleep, right. basically. Um, that was, it's considered normal. And um, the research showed that people slept slightly better with the dogs off the bed, but in the same room. And dogs didn't give a shit. They slept the same whether they were in the room or on <laughs> right. the bed. Not shocking. <laughs> their sleep efficiency or their ability to fall asleep and stay asleep didn't change, <laughs> shockingly. Right. And of course, there's limitations to this research. Right, I mean, it was just a small group, small study. And, you know, it was a kind of like a fun research thing, I think, versus like yeah, real I, intense research purposes I think here. I the head of this research, she had commented that she just wanted to prove that she could to her husband that she <laughs> yeah, could she, keep her dog. That it wasn't bed. harmful. Yeah. <laughs> That's smart. And I mean, they used like a, a tech kind of similar to like a Fitbit or an Apple Watch or something, which is like an actograph. Just a simple, basically motion heart rate sensor. So, um, although it's the best that there is available right now, it's not by any means super accurate. It doesn't tell us about our sleep staging and that kind of thing. But right, those Fitbits, like all the actograph yeah. and you know the the sleep apps and things like that that people are using, they are a good indication that there might be a problem, and they're right. good at quantifying possibly the amount of sleep or seeing trends with your sleep yeah but as far as accuracy to sleep staging and things like that it's not perfect perfect. but i thought it was kind of cute because they they used a similar thing on the dogs and they called it a fit bark bark. (laughs) i'm sure that will be a thing like in like five or ten years all the dogs will be wearing fit barks as soon as i read this research i looked it up to get one of course you did (laughs) howie would be terrified of it it probably makes a noise it makes a noise he can't have it but there's also the limitation of the fact that people are just terrible at self-reporting. Right. So people don't know people how... objectively say that they're not sleeping, sleeping well. well or they how they feel. Dog. We don't right. know how we feel if we feel rested. Okay. None of us feel rested. Well, the problem with that is if, you, if you're sleep deprived, your judgment's impaired. So your judgment about how impaired you are is impaired. Oh, God. You're right. <laughs> it's a vicious cycle. It is. But if you are a person that does find that your pet in the bed or the bedroom um, is disruptive. And you have guilt about getting them out of bed. We've gathered some (laughs) tips for you to help you with that transition. So if you are moving your pet out of the bedroom, but they already sleep in their own bed, but you want to get them out, maybe they're snoring or acting out their dreams because dogs do do that, Um, you'll want to move them out very gradually. So start just by moving their bed closer and closer to the door and then put their bed outside of the door. And then if you want your bedroom door closed, start by partially closing the door and then eventually close the the door completely if that's your goal. Um, But gradually and slowly is apparently the trick. From everything I've read, um, it'll really 
anger your pet <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if, uh, if you kick Too them much out change. abruptly. <laughs> yeah. Too much change all at once. And a pet can be very disruptive to your sleep from outside the bedroom. So it's something oh my gosh, to, yes. to move slowly. Like Howie, click, 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 click. Click, 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 exactly. pacing outside the door. I only had to get an AC unit to get my dog out of my room. You guys can try that, too. <laughs> it actually cracks me up so much because that tip just reminds me of, like, a certain method for child sleep training, just, like, which is called the chair method for anyone that's <laughs> what, that's used to it, just, like, slowly transitioning yourself out of the room in a chair. So it's just funny to think that. But, I mean, there we could also probably do a separate episode on how, for dogs on how to get your owner out of your bed. <laughs> like dogs I could dedicate that to Charlie my dad's dog and she'd love it <laughs> so and if you are trying to get your dog out of your bed that's a little bit more of a challenge um but it again slowly and gradually seems to be what all everyone recommends and there's even some people that recommend actually putting the pet bed in your bed and getting your pet to sleep in that bed and then slowly moving that bed out of your bed right. and further out of the room. And sometimes an obstacle is that pets like to be elevated. And right. Beds are elevated. Safe. safe. It's a safety thing. Um, so if you are having trouble transitioning the pet off of the bed, try an elevated spot somewhere else in the room for their bed and see if that helps. Um, just because they might be used to that being on that level. Well, there you go. Those are some lovely tips from sleep therapist Marley on how <laughs> Super to... Super important stuff this week. Yeah, how to get your dog out of your bed. But that's pretty much it for today. We just wanted to have a little lighthearted episode for you guys and wish you guys a happy Canada Day. And we just want to say that, you know, we're open to suggestions for topics. Like if anyone has any ideas of something they'd like to hear us talk about sleep related, we are certainly open to that. And you can DM us on Instagram. Or send us a message. Or just have some questions. Yeah. Ask. We love we love answering questions about sleep. We'll talk about sleep all day. <laughs> <laughs> so don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and like us on Instagram and then follow us on Instagram to see what sleep sleep culture is up to next. We have some things in store. Yeah. We so hope you sleep well. Sleep well, everyone, with your pets. <laughs> or without. <laughs>